Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bobblehead Podcast. Uh, starting a new series today, um, dealing with stress. You know, it's something we all deal with, and especially in these day and times, we tend to be more stressed out than we have uh, during other times in our life. And Divin and I really jump into talking about how movement and moving and working out makes a big difference with your stress. So um, highly recommend you get ready for a workout and uh, listen up. Let's get going. Thank glad you're here. So that's what you do. It's, it's teamwork. Now. So hope hope we look better. With I had I had a, a request from the spouse to move the camera up for YouTube. Um, it's I believe, a terrible angle. I believe that the uh, the word was the, actually the sentence was. It's not flattering. Yeah, I got the same thing. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So, um, keep saying, when are you going to move the camera up? So today I remembered the. So I think we moved it up. So, like, it, 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 fairness, it should be like. <laughs> it should be an overhead <laughs> shot. So you can do that, like you know, like the upward yeah. neck stretch, slight turn, right? To I like, like that. Yeah. Really define the jawline. I think we should have a small drone that yeah. just flutters around I, in front of us. And, and I really do think that this is the caveat we should tell the audience, like. It has been an unfair representation of our physical appearance. I totally agree. Yeah. It, it's, um, yeah, it's like a bad filter. Yeah. Like I look at, I'm like, okay, like I get it. Like I'm, but I, I look like 300 pounds of peanut butter stuff that I dress on <laughs> from that angle. Like it's just. <laughs> is this a, just, is this a Davin saying or is this, peanut, I'm, let me, let me visualize that for a second. Peanut butter. Stuffed in a dress stuffed sock. Stuffed in a dress sock. Wow. Yeah, it's I get gonna it. Form a shape. It's yeah. not going to be a flattering shape, but it's going to form a shape. That's true. It would. So think yeah. About that. Yeah. I, I think I'm done with it. I'm, yeah. I've thought about it. I'm done with it. You're going to wake up at like two in the morning and be thinking about it. Just so I will. It, it's the smell of, it. especially if it's a dirty sock. The smell would be really nice. So, would it be better to be creamy or chunky peanut butter in a sock? Yeah. I would think chunky, so it didn't ooze out as much. Because yeah. the, the chunky won't go through the holes in the sock. Well, I think you got to talk about the thickness of the sock. I mean, are we talking traditional gold toe? Or are we going gold to, toe? Is that where we're at? Toe? Remember the gold toe sock? Gold toe was tight woven. Yeah. So yeah. A, little, a little bit thicker. Yeah. Like we were, one of our former colleagues, we were actually making fun of Rob True when we were up in, uh, yeah. in, in Mass last week about it. And we're saying that he basically was born wearing a pair of gold toe socks. And <laughs> that's all he ever wears. He hoards them in his basement. I think, didn't he wear some gold toe socks with his. Uh, like workout gear one time or something. Yeah, I, I don't think he. I think at this point it's like Joe Dirt, you know, where like that like mullet is actually part of his skull. Right. Um. I think gold toe socks are just like woven into. Okay. Rob True's okay. body. I can see that. Yeah. Because I think they make athletic gold toes. I feel like that's an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these two things don't go together? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But man, what a weekend! What a week! It's been, it's, uh, been, it's been crazy. It's been what it's been. Yeah. You know, and for the audience, like you, everybody knows what the economy's like and what the world's like and how that translates to, to business and life and relationships. And it's just, Q1 was killer. Yeah. Killer. Like we talked about it, like we set revenue records and profitability yeah. records and yeah. everybody's happy and like life's just kind of kicking ass. And all of a yeah. sudden, just Bam. the economy and the world just turns on a dime. Yeah. And is equally awesome as Q1 was. Yeah. Q2 is equally as not awesome. What's your, your the war in Ukraine, right? And that what we're told. Yeah. What is it again? The war in Ukraine with uh, the Russians yeah. and yeah. Wasn't yeah. that wasn't that what the reason is? 
I think that was the start of it. But okay. I think we can probably surmise there's been some additional factors yeah. above and beyond that. But and we, we won't go into the whole political landscape. But. Right. You know, but honestly, dude, even even beyond that is, I mean, you, you know, the, the whole house, the whole house thing. You know, we bought we bought another house and we own a house. and Absolute uh, nightmare. You know, we, we had buyers and then it was they were on a contingency and they couldn't sell their house. Right. Because right. as quickly as the economy, turned, the housing market went with it. Right. Like it was. Mm-hmm. In Texas, like most places in America, it was a feeding frenzy. Mm-hmm. Like no contingencies, no no inspections, cash offers. Like it, it was a true feeding frenzy. Selling 30% both value right. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they wouldn't do an inspection or a contingency because then it would have to get appraised. And, you know, so yeah. things were moving quick. And then, Which, by the way, it's amazing that people that many people have that much cash. Right. Well, it's a shell game. Like there's there's lending products out there that give the appearance as oh, really? cash. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, okay. Very few people are sitting on a million and a half cash so they can just flop that out okay. of the house, right? Okay. Um, but we, so we got buyers and then they had a contingency and they couldn't sell their house. So I killed the contract, put it back on the market. Within a couple of days, it gets scooped up again. 45 day close. Three days before closing, we get a contract termination. How do you get a call or how does that work? Come, it comes through via email. Really? And, and it was, and it's a whole big deal now. Like, you know, there's actually attorneys involved at this point. So like, I'm not going to go too far into it, but. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, we'd already bought another house. Of course you had. And so we're, you know, selling a house and in a house and, you know, a whole bunch of cash comes out of pocket for down payments and closing. And, and like we fix it up. So we put a lot on the line, right? And we've got a ton of cash tied up in this in this house that we're selling, right? Yeah. Just do the amount down and the amount that we paid. And like like it, it really right. is a, a a lot of money, right? Yeah. They were they were trying to get freed up and the stress that came from that. We're we're literally in Mexico celebrating Peyton's 18th birthday, the trip that we talked about. Yeah. And we're sitting poolside and we're talking about some of the stuff that we're, we're going to do work on the new house and some stuff that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And Tim, seriously, it's, it starts raining. It's like just this downpour. So we go underneath and we're sitting underneath the umbrella, that little cabana thing that uh-huh. we're in. And like, I pick up my phone and ding comes across an email contract termination for 1739. Oh. And it was like, that's a, that's the rain and the clouds. Like it had been sunny. And then all of a sudden this rain cloud comes. Have, yeah. And, and it was, it was just like that. And all of a sudden, it was like, okay, what do we do? Yeah, yeah. What do we do now? Like the rest of your vacation, you can't right. not think about it. You can't not, right? And, and it's literally, you're fighting, not even stress, but panic. Yeah. You're, you're trying to suppress because right. two mortgage payments, two landscaping payments, two utility payments, two pool payments, two. You know, start stacking these things on top of each other, and you're like, yeah. you start coming up with a cash flow shortage. Real quick. Real quick, right? Yeah. And uh, so to say that, that that's induced a little bit of stress around the Marceau household has has been that'd be a little bit of an under. I can't imagine, and you know it, it's, and it was and the thing is it was looking so good because you you guys flipped not even flipped houses but you've moved a few times, even for good positive financial reasons. Very much so, yeah. I mean you've done really well, mm-hmm. but I get that you had everything poured into that one, and yeah. selling that one was going to free everything up to be able to do something else with that cash. Then now it's sitting there and it's. Yeah. You know, and, and it's probably not just the fact that it's kind of, it went south, but it's, it went south and you got to get it turned again. And that takes time, especially for land. Well, and especially now in this economy, right? Yeah. And you're, it's on 12 acres, you know that. And, um, land doesn't sell as quick as a nice house in a subdivision. Again, yeah. the house is really nice, but, um, it just takes time. So now it's back on the market and, you know, we've been moved out for a while and, you know, it, it's not the spring where everything's green and lush. I mean, it's the summer where things are in Texas yeah. are nice and crispy right now with water well, restrictions. Yeah. And, and you can't water too you, much, but right. You really can't. And, um, so it, it's just, it just sucks. By the way, you, but doesn't some of your sprinklers work out the, from the pond? 
No, dude, that pond is all but dried up right now. Is it really? Oh, dude, yeah. All, st- all the stock tanks that you see around right now, pretty much bone dry. Do you have well water out there, or is it just city water no, like everybody else? It's on a city co-op. I think it pulls from McLennan Chisholm's water, well, which, good. oddly enough, is they ran out of water a couple weeks ago. Did they really? Yeah, they actually ran out of water. How does it? They, what? what? Yeah. Like, How? literally, in the middle, I think it was a weekend, everybody's water just stopped working. And they're like, oh, no yeah, you way. Out of water. Wow. Yeah. Do you not see that coming? You think you would. I'd imagine they have, and, and again, I'm not a water supply guy. I don't even know what the name of that title would be, but you think that there would be something to monitor the water level. Right. I mean, it takes a it takes a dry stick <laughs> to stick down in there, and it, with it come, and how much how much of that stick is wet determines how much water's there. Yeah. And if there's not much of the stick wet, you kind of need to tell people yeah. what's going on. Yeah, just push a button or something. Yeah, or just they could have been another one of those emails. <laughs> hey, if it would have rained and you got in that email, there's no water. That'd been great because sure. we needed the rain. Yeah, but I think it was 24 hours, and again, I don't know. We were actually, I think we were out of town when that happened, but. Racist or McLennanism ran out of water. Wow, never experienced that. Yeah, I, I, they must be managed by ERCOT. I think I think so. Part of the, part of the grid. Part of the grid. Yeah, it's um, a water. It's a water grid. Yeah. So speaking of stress, that's that's one of the things that um, you know we just finished our podcast series with Talladega Nights, which, by the way, based on the downloads, it seems like a lot of people enjoyed that. So we. We want to do that again, I think. And so we'll, we'll come up with a fun, maybe we started working on that some already. But um, but in the before that, I think we want to start another series. And and it's, you know, when talking about, you know, you and the house and with the economy stuff and what's coming and the, you know, so much being unsure with people. Uh, you know, stress is a big thing. It's a real thing. And it's something we all deal with. And some of us handle it different than others. And so we're going to, talk about that for the next few podcasts. And the idea behind it is, is to really talk about um, how to deal with it. How to, how do you handle it? What are ways to keep it from coming? What's ways once you are stressed out, how to get that, to break that, shake that loose, some of that stuff, which is a really good segue also into, you know, this morning um, I go to my standard thing. So over on Ridge Road, I go grab coffee and I head into work and I know this is not a big deal, and this is a big-time first-world problem, but it was the worst cup of coffee I've had in years. I mean, it was like, you're, you had Americano, right? Oh, yeah. well, this wasn't Americano. Every morning, yeah. It wasn't Americano, but you know how Americano, if it's too weak, it tastes like really dirty water? Mm-hmm. That's what this tasted like. This was that, that blonde roast, whatever it is, and I don't know if they, I don't know what happened, but it was awful. And so all I wound up getting was really bad coffee, which I, of course I drank half of it, bad coffee with caffeine. And then I was not happy. But one thing that did kind of help me figure things out and get my health straight is I've gotten this routine where um, I started, I guess we talked about in the other few podcasts, we started taking kind of a supplement and um, it's really meant a lot to me. You know, if you're not, on YouTube, you're listening, but it, it's called Magic Mind, and it's it's really helped me when I take it in the morning. When I first get to work, I'll go shake it up a little bit, take it. It doesn't t- taste actually pretty good to me. I like it, um, but within about 15, 20 minutes, I can really tell 
that it, it, it calms things. So we've talked about this in the podcast before, but we love coffee, right? We love coffee. It kind of gets us going and it's, it becomes a habit more than anything. I think at least for, for me, but um, you know, the negative side effect of that habit is it kind of, you know, kind of, it makes me jittery and kind of revs me up a little bit. And the good thing about this stuff is um, it helps kind of take that edge off and kind of helps keep up but at the same time, not spiky. If spiky is a word that I can use here, but um, it's really made a difference. It really helped me. Yeah. You know, for me, I actually didn't have it over the weekend. I, I left Friday and I, I went, I went the weekend without it. And uh, this morning you came in and, and threw it to me and, the difference that, that I felt after, you know, 15, 20 minutes was, was significant. It really yeah. does have that, that kind of calming yeah. effect and, and not, I've talked before about being able to kind of maximize your, your caffeine intake without having to overdo it. But for me, it was, it was the calmness yeah. um, that was able to just kind of like mellow me out. Right. It's, it's a Monday. Things are stressful enough anyway. Right. So you, you need that little extra boost, that little extra cheat code to help you, uh, you know, kind of stabilize and get things ready for the day. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know if, if, uh, any of our listeners have, have either tried it or tried something like it, but highly recommend you give it a shot and see, um, you know, like I said, we're not a, we don't get paid for this, but we, we think it's really a, a great product and we kind of wanted to, to talk a little bit about it, but you know, it, it's, it, there's so many ingredients in there that are not only really helpful, but also pretty good for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if, if you do want to try it, I think the, there's a discount code. If you go, and that uh, to Magic Minded, I think it's Bobble B O B B L E twenty, and so you can go put those in there, and it gives you a significant discount if you want to give it a shot. So once again, hey, you know we're talking about stress, and this is we're going to talk a lot about tools, how to deal with stress, and you know taking things is not really a good idea unless it's something natural in your body that kind of helps your body do what it's supposed to do, and this is one of the things I definitely recommend. Yeah, I dig it, man. I'm I'm in. I'm all in on it, and uh, it's one of those things. Again, you don't realize the benefits of it sometimes until you stop taking it. Yeah, and, and that's I found myself. You found that this weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah. So uh, glad to be back on the train. Cool. So let, let's talk about stress a little bit and um, how how to deal with it. And one of the first ways that I want to talk about something that is near and dear to both of our hearts, and it's how we met, and that is exercise. Right. Um, Davin and I both met at a CrossFit gym, and then we got to be good friends there. And, you know, there's several reasons for working out and there's probably a list of probably 10 things, but one of those is, um, it helps alleviate stress. And so I know you've done a lot of, you're a big researcher and mm-hmm. you've done a lot of looking into that. So I'm going to kind of throw this over to you and say, what have you found out? What have you learned in dealing with stress with working out? And this isn't a, this isn't a, a, a podcast about working out, but it's what does movement body movement yeah. What does that do to help alleviate the symptoms of stress? You know, you're talking about cortisol, right? And it's a, it's a hormone that our body produces and, and, you know, lack of sleep and stress are, are two of the biggest um, producers of cortisol inside mm-hmm. of your body. And cortisol can lead to um, obviously sleep loss, but one of the biggest things it can lead to is weight gain, right? It can mm-hmm. stimulate fat retention inside of your body. And again, I'm not a doctor, you know, but I, I've read enough about it to understand what it means, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing about cortisol and the thing about stress when they build on top of each other is it starts to perpetuate, right? Like you're stressed and so you just kind of start to feel frozen, right? And and then all you want to do is eat something and you go home and you're too tired to be able to work out, right? Mm-hmm. So then it builds on itself and it, and it becomes a, that good old self-licking ice cream cone. And what exercise does is it, is it breaks it up and, you know, obviously it lowers cortisol, but it breaks the cycle and allows you to 
be able to release that frustration and take your mind off of the stress and off of the problem and put it onto something positive, which is pouring back inside of your body. And you know, I've had to learn it differently. You know, I lifted heavy weights and did CrossFit and stuff for my entire life has been centered around physical activity. Um, you know, and then I had my back surgery and that categorically changed the way that I had to approach lifting, mm-hmm. especially for a couple of years. Like mm-hmm. there were things that I couldn't do. Right. Not only was I, was I stressed due to some life circumstances and stuff that were going on, but I'm trying to physically recover from a nine hour life altering type of surgery. Right. And for the first six months I could ride the airdyne bike for 20 minutes and I could do 20 curls. Wow. That was it. Wow. That was all I could do. Um, and at first I'm like, man, that's such a limitation. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe I can only, you know, and now looking back on I'm like, I, I can't believe I could only do that, but I'll tell you what, the first time I got on the bike and I could only pedal for five minutes and do three curls. Wow. It yeah. really made me change my mindset on, yeah. on that exercise. Like it wasn't, I need to exercise. It's I get to exercise. Right. Right. Wow. And, and the stress reduction that that did and, and the way that it changed my mindset, like I, for the first time in my life, I didn't take working out for granted hmm. and, and what it did, what it did for my body. Um, but it was, it was an interesting time to have to go through that, man. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny you say that is I found myself, I kind of, I've had a, a neck injury for the last nine months and I hadn't been able to do really the workouts I used to do. I'm just now kind of starting to figure out what I'm capable of, of doing and kind of working around that. And so, um, it, but I, it's the same, same thing for me. You, you said earlier when, in, in, in talking about that is, you know, it's getting from work or during the day, or, you know, we're lucky that we have a gym in our building. And so, uh, that's helped a lot. So, cause I found myself when I get home is I'm tired, just drove for 45 minutes. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is go out there and do a workout by myself, especially right now. It's summertime here in Texas. Yeah. It's blazing hot. My gym is in my garage. So if it's a hundred outside, my garage is like 110 and can't breathe. And you, you remember those big fans I have in my, in my, up in the corners, mm-hmm. they're so loud. You can't think. So I like, and all it does is blow hot air on you because it's up in the corner. So it's blowing the hot air down. It's a bad idea. So anyway, um, man, I just hadn't, I haven't worked out much at home just because of that. Cause it's been so hot. I actually got out there on Saturday and, uh, did some deads and did some others to pull up some basic stuff. And it felt good because it was cooler though. Finally, yeah. it's the coolest like 99, but, um, you know, we have a, a Peloton at the house and I, once I get on it, I absolutely love it. It's fun. 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, however long you choose to do it. But it's really fun, but it's just making yourself do it. But I've always noticed that once I get off, it's like any type of exercise. Once I'm done, I feel great. And I'm so glad that I did it. And one of the things that I, my, my takeaways have been early on when we first started doing CrossFit is the worries I have before the gym and the worries I have after the gym seem vastly different right Mm -hmm. and so much of our problem with stress is we tend to overthink things right we're looking for answers and we look down every hallway every crevice you know looking for every knob to turn to try to make this go away and what we tend to do is is make knobs on top of knobs on top of knobs and switches on top of switches and it gets to be way more complicated than it really is and you know once we kind of clear our head there's nothing like being um, intense during a workout and being hard at it where you literally can't think about that kind of stuff. And so for me, once I get done, 
my head's clear and I, I can see the problem for what it is and not for the million things that it could be. Right. And, and you know, and that's the problem with stress is stress is, is not typically just one thing. It's multiple things. Right. And it's, there's nothing like that, that hit of ugh that when you get that email, right. Um, when you get that phone call, when, you know, you see that financial, when, you know, fill in the blank is, and it hits you and you're like, Oh, I didn't expect this. And so that's really, really difficult. And that, that tends to like a punch in the gut, stay with you. Yeah. And, and then you get another one on something else and you think the sky's falling. And, you know, one, one of the takeaways I have that really helps me with workout is, you know, man, I've, I've, be, I've dealt with more than this before. Right. And so if I could handle that, I can handle this. And there's nothing like going and, and moving, whether that's going out for a walk. You know, I've gotten in the mornings where, you know, I'll get up really early when it's cool and I'll take the dogs for a walk. We'll go walk a mile and a half and just, you know, it helps clear my head. I get out, you know, I'm breathing. I'm not doing anything fast. I come back, I'm still sweating, but it helps me reset myself for the day. And just that little thing of walking and just moving helps. So one of the recommendations I have for people that are really dealing with stress is number one is, um, and we'll talk about this as we go on, but don't make it more than it is, right? And, and along with that, go move. Whether, that's you, whether your thing is running or it's biking or it's lifting or if it's doing some kind of a workout, whatever it is, go move. I, I think um, McConaughey said this in, in, in his book that he, uh, Green Lights, and he said, you know, one of his things every day is to break a sweat. And I, I try to think about that is, man, I don't have to do a full intense 45 minute workout, but just every day, find a way to go break a sweat, go move your body you know, to break a sweat. And to me, there's something about that, that psychologically, maybe it's a chemical thing, but it's a, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a cortisone deal. I don't know, but it really helps. It makes things not seem as big as what they were before the workout. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's so tricky is when you're younger, it's a natural stress reliever to be able to work out. Like you, you're an athlete, right? And mm -hmm. the stress of wanting to become a starter, the solution to that is exercise, right? right? Getting into your twenties, you want to look better for a girl or for a boy. So right. your response to that stress is exercise. And then as you get older and your body kind of starts to slow down, exercise that was designed to be a stress reliever now becomes a stress point. Yeah, you're right. Right. It actually adds to the stress of your life because you're like, man, I need to work out, but my back hurts, man, I need to work out, but like, I feel fat or I don't like my yoga pants don't fit anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's being able to reverse the mindset of taking it away from being a stress point in your life mm -hmm. and going back to it being a stress reliever. And I think you have to just meet exercise where you are in your life is yeah. when you're 40, stop trying to lift weights like you're 20. Right. When you're 60, stop trying to run like you did when you're 30. Right. Yeah. Like figure out what works for you and be able to meet the demands of your body where it is now, as opposed to where it was 30 years ago. And I think that will help you see it as a stress reliever rather than a stress or right. Well, and like and it will do physical and mental and emotional and psychological wonders for your body rather than trying to step back in the gym. Like you did when you were 20 tweaking your back. Now you're out for six more months again. Right. right? And so now you've just perpetuated, you've piled, um, you know, physical ailment on top of the stress from working out and the response of working out, is now put you back in the into becoming a stressor again. So, um, to me, that's that's an interesting talking. Yeah, and I like something you said earlier, and that was I get to. Um, you know, we both had some injuries, and had to deal with those, and it's taken away some of the things we we were able to do before. 
And, you know, I look back and go, man, I miss being able to do clean and jerks. I miss, you know, being able to do this or that. And, and yeah, it sucks. And, um, you know, it took a big part of my life away and not being able to do some of that stuff anymore because I can't do some of the workouts that my friends are doing at CrossFit. So I would have to scale those, which is fine, but it gets to be where I scale it so much that it's not even the same workout anymore. And that's a bummer, but also I'm thankful that I'm still able to do the things I'm able to do. And that's one of the things that, you know, Jamie and I talk about as we get older, you know, we can't, we can't think about what we don't want to do now. It's we're able to do that now. Because in 20 years, I might not be able to do some of the same things. You know, it may be where man walking the dog is a big deal. You know, I, I'll be excited to get to go walk the dogs. That's the only thing I get to, the only thing I can do. And I hope that's not the case. But you know, we always have to look down the road and see. And once again, I don't want to spend th- three hours a day working out, but I want to be able to move my body to make myself better, but also want to make myself mentally healthy. Yeah. And I think workout has a lot to do with that, which all in all it helps relieve that stress. Yeah, relieve that and, stress. And again, think about it this way too, is what I loved resulted in me having a major back surgery. I love yeah. to work out and yeah. I love to do squat, lift, squat lifts, deadlifts and squats. And you know, my, my career, I love my career and it resulted in that. And yeah. now, you know, get past that. I, I love to do clean still, but like my wrists are so shot from years and years of heavy cleans that they barely been like they used to. So oh, wow. you know, sometimes the, the exercise and the workout and the, and the, and the stress reliever that you love mm. from 10 years ago, mm. you're like, damn it. I love doing that. And now I can't do it anymore. So like, now I don't want to work out anymore because I can't do what I used to love or uh, love what I used to do. Yeah. That's a bummer. I can show you how, how to uh, tape those wrists. So you don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. I've been dealing with that for about 10 years. I just cringe. I just do it and cringe. Of course, but that, which is why you have a cage in your back, right? Oh man. Yeah. But I guess the solution is, is just make, make that investment into yourself. Yeah. Right. I, I think that's a good way to wrap it up is, you know, if you exercise and, and it's, um, you know, it's ability to combat your stress is a, is a deposit into your long-term health. Mm-hmm. Right. Is somebody said a long time ago that, you know, we're all just trying to stay out of the nursing home. Yeah. And, 45 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, even 15 minutes a day of doing something, something yeah. will reduce your stress, but again, ultimately make you cognitively more aware for a longer period of time. I like it. And, and when you're stressed out, you're sitting behind your desk and all you can do is stress and think. I, I'm, I can tell you, I can't tell you how many times into the month I sit at my desk till six or seven o'clock at night. I don't know why, thinking that something's going to happen, yeah. right? Never does. But man, when you find yourself not being productive, get your butt out of the chair and or get off the couch or whatever it is and go work out, yeah. go move, go do something. You'll be glad you did. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like I, again, a good place to wrap this up is you've seen Footloose. Remember when Rand is like super stressed out and like yeah. he's all, he's, yeah. like he's just got this bundled up rage from the town, put all this pressure sure, on him. So he drives sure. this beetle to this empty warehouse. And all of a sudden, like he's in, he's like dance fighting around this warehouse and like doing all these spins and flips. Right. And, like, he's done. And like, he no longer feels the stress of the world. Mm-hmm. Just be like Rand. See, it, you do not choreograph that, right? What's it, you what? I choreographed that that whole thing. <laughs> I was, and was hard was I had to do it like three or four times before he actually got the. You know, I mean, come on, Kevin Bacon. It's like get on it, man. You got to figure this out. If I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, it's, it, I'm almost embarrassed for him. And honestly, I don't even know where the hell that reference came from. But I'm kind of proud of myself. I don't either. And it was a big lie I just told. I have nothing. I I, <laughs> I I couldn't even take two steps like Kevin Bacon. Oh, all right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. All right, thanks, man. Until next time. All right, bye.